Hello YouTube, uh, how you doing? I hope you're doing well. Uh, today I would like to talk to you about archaeology within the Book of Mormon. I know that it's a very con this is a very controversial uh, topic, particularly because there has been so much effort being put into this with very little guidance and with a great preconceived notion of what people want to find. And that particularly based their uh, their findings on evidence. But so it's kind of like wanting to find your favorite toy by knowing by 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 assuming that you know where it is, which this is not the case. If there is any um, solid truth. To the to the archaeology of the Book of Mormon, we need to basically divest ourselves of any preconceived notions of faith and leave faith to faith and leave archaeology to evidence. And so, it is very difficult to try to go and find archaeology. Um, of described in the book by having a preconceived notion and a special interest in mind. I don't have a special interest in mind. Uh, for to me, for me, faith is faith, and for me, archaeology is archaeology. But since I have always been an archaeology nut, and as I read the Book of Mormon, there are many different things that basically remind me of many different stories from uh, the from from the pre-Columbian time. I would like to explore them. Now, this creates another difficult point as far as, far as evidence because there has been uh, some DNA studies in which uh, it has been proven that the Maya, for example, and many tribes within Mexico or, or Latin America are not of Jewish descent. Now, I don't know that much about genetics, uh, but... Uh, you know, I do not know how are they able to to extract the the DNA of Joseph, Joseph of Egypt, uh, because the Book of Mormon basically describes that Lehi is the descent Lehi who is the father of uh, of all the writers of the Book of Mormon. He he describes that he is a descendant of of Joseph from uh, from Egypt. So I don't know how do they subtracted his DNA and compare it to the DNA of the Maya. I mean, I guess the DNA of the Maya is quite easy. They can just have to spit in a cup and and uh, and basically analyze it. But I do not know how the scientists were able to take the DNA of Joseph or Jews of basically around around that time. But uh, let's for one moment or for 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 this series. Let's leave that DNA argument aside. Let's, let, let's give it a rest. Uh, because Particularly because this is also trying to prove a point of faith, which, uh, which, which, is, a, which is a very hot topic. It is arguable. It is very... It has special interest in mind. So I would like to leave that aside for a minute and uh, then, go, then go back to a little bit of the evidence as to how does the Book of Mormon kind of fit with some of the stories that I'm going to tell you. And then, then we will go back as to as far as what could have happened to the people of the Book of Mormon if they had actually existed in the lands that I will describe. So here is where we start. 
Okay, so as I have traveled through Latin America and even the United States, I have found very interesting things uh, that basically describe many different stories from ancient books. The books that I'm describing, one of them is the Chilambalam from the Maya, and the other one is the Popovu. Now, let's let's talk about these these, these two books for a moment, and leave the let's leave the Book of Mormon aside for a minute. Um, the Chilambalam is basically a story of different Maya tribes that keep going north and they keep beating each other up and then they go back south and then they go back north and then they go back south they beat each other up and then they go back north and so on and so forth and the Chilambalam it is a book that does not fit within the timeline of the Book of Mormon but it is very uh, it reminds us a lot of basically what happens in the Book of Mormon particularly in the Book of Alma where the same thing happens where the Nephites and the and the Lamanites are basically live uh, in a in, in a very weak truce and then there's war and then the Nephites leave they call it to the wilderness I believe that the wilderness is basically the sea or something that has to do with waters well, let me describe this. Uh, Mexico today and Guatemala today do not look like it look, you know, 500 BC. In fact, if you ask uh, any native of the Oaxaca region or any native of Yucatan or even or have you, or if you have been to Yucatan, it did not look like that. Uh, Oaxaca, for example, it was filled with water, and so. Even the Aztecs, you know, they, they knew how to navigate on water and not on roads. That's why they built those little inlets. And so it was, it was very different. Uh, Mesoamerica definitely, definitely looked different uh, around the time of Christ and before and a little bit, a little bit after that than what it looks today. So once again, it is kind of silly to, for many Mormon archaeologists to try to feed the Book of Mormon into today's tip, tip, uh, into this. Uh, geography because it's just basically Mexico look very different and you need to know the history of basically the topography and the geology and the uh, and basically how Mexico looked during that time otherwise you you'll be going running around in, in, in circles and so uh, one of the things that I found uh, amazing when I went to Key West was the the Spanish um, tales because Key West was not discovered by the Americans, or by the English, I mean, it was discovered by the Spanish. Because they travel all around that whole area, uh, basically looking for gold and looking for stations for them to be able to situate themselves, looking for water and resources. And uh, when the Spanish got to Key West, they found thousands and thousands and thousands of bones. They realized that there was a huge, gigantic war there. And then and they were they were baffled because there's nothing around. <laughs> uh, even when the Spanish were there, Key West was was nothing but an island. Uh, and so you have to wonder, well, what the how the heck did these thousands and thousands of bones come from? Obviously, these people probably not lived in Key West, so they came from somewhere. But where are the boats? Where are these structures that they, they were that the people lived in, uh, there was basically missing evidence, and so that within itself 
was the key for me to fit all the pieces together. Um, there is a very famous site in uh, northern Guatemala that people now call El Mirador. And El Mirador is basically a huge, gigantic complex of pyramids and houses. And in fact, uh, one of the Mayan uh, authorities on, uh, on, Maya, on, Maya, on Maya writing and archaeology, his name is Michael Coe, he described, he said that El Mirador, it is by far the most advanced Maya civilization that he has ever seen. The writing, the, 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 the drawings on the walls, the, the architecture, the, the engineering, it was just, that was basically the, the pinnacle of all Maya civilization. Now, I am not going to try to tell you how it all transpired. Where did Levi leave? Uh, where did he go? Where did he die? Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the locations of what happened in the Book of Mormon. That will be very presumptuous of me. But what I am trying to postulate, it is basically try to use a little bit of archaeological evidence to try to see if some of the pieces of the Book of Mormon basically fit. And the reason why I want to start with Sarahemla is because the story of Sarahemla it is very similar to the story of the story of El Mirador. The city of Sarahemla, according to the Book of Mormon, was the greatest city that the people of Nephi and the Lamanites basically built. They, this was the crown jewel of their of their civilization. Now, if we know everything, anything about about any book is that they only tell the story from their perspective. They don't tell the perspective of the people around them, which in this case, it may be uh, one of the most difficult challenges as to as to trying to to find archaeological evidence for the Nephites and the Lamanites because there is no way to basically compare the stories from one culture and another culture we only have the story of one culture so my assumption is that the story that the city of Sarahemla and the story of Sarahemla was not the story of one people I'm assuming that the city of Sarahemla was built by many different types of people not only the Nephites and the Lamanites but also other other groups that also lived within the region, traded within the region. Um, the Maya around that area have had a very had a long history of, of trade that 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 we know of from the stories of uh, one of the nephews of Christopher Columbus, who traveled around Belize. We know now that uh, the King Pakal from Palenque, he was a descendant of these kings which meant that there were also uh, trading routes to the north, there were trading routes to the east, um, most likely to the to the west, towards Guatemala, to the city of Guatemala, and to the south, where uh, Honduras and Copan are located. And so the similarities between these two cities, it does not only stop there, that they're both great, they were both the crown jewels, of, 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 of their civilizations, but also in the way that it was burned, the way in, in um, the, the, the geological, the, 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 the geographical descriptions of the river Sidon, which run along there, 
and also that it was burnt three times. Uh, there's archaeological evidence also that, that, uh, that the pyramid of El Mirador, El Mirador was burned three times. Uh, El Mirador, unfortunately, has not been properly excavated. Uh, the city of Guatemala, I mean, the country of Guatemala has had a very difficult time trying to build roads up roads up there. I don't know if they think it, deem it, uh, if they deem it uh, a financial investment to get people up there. It is very difficult to get to El Mirador. Uh, people have to either uh, ride a, a donkey up there for two days or take a helicopter and land in a jungle type of area. Okay, so now El Mirador is, uh, by the archaeologist, is basically placed in the middle pre-classic Maya area, which is basically a long period of time from uh, 1000 BC to 250 AD. Now, that within itself, it's uh, very difficult to, to date, uh, but it does fit into the timeline of the Book of Mormon. Uh, El Mirador was probably built according to the Book of Mormon, or not El Mirador, uh, Sarahemla was, was built in the Book of Mormon around 500 AD. Now, El Mirador was a... A city that one of those is one of the most mysterious cities in uh, in this world. Not only for its gigantic size and its gigantic development, but also because of its abandonment. Uh, El Mirador. It was a gigantic city. I mean, it must have had so many resources, so much knowledge. It's like New York, for example. All of a sudden in New York, there are millions and millions of people in New York, and all of a sudden gets abandoned and overrun by, by, the, by the jungle. So you have to ask yourself, is like, why could that have happened? And what happened to the people that live there? Well, uh, there, is some there are some inscriptions in Palenque that the mother of one of the founders of Palenque, King Pakal, his mother, the Red Queen, uh, and him, they descended from this mystical city. Which uh, they don't they don't really know how to how to name uh, El Mirador yet. Uh, which, in my opinion, El Mirador was uh, Sarahemla, and so they basically were this royal line that descended from 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 that time. Uh, uh, the, the, the Palenque ruins go, according to archaeologists, from uh, 226 BC to 800 AD, and so the so the timeline does fit. That Sarahemla existed, and then many things happened between them and and Palenque and surrounding. Uh, I mean, uh, between the Mirador and other cities, other surrounding cities, there were there was warfare uh, to the north and. After the warfare and, uh, and after the Mirador was basically abandoned, then royal lines basically left. And uh, there is a very interesting story in the Popol Vuh regarding this. The Popol Vuh was written by the Maya Quiche, who are a group of Maya from the west region of Guatemala. And they describe that there were these black and white people, uh, to reference the Book of Mormon, uh, the Nephites are said to be white and the Lamanites are said to be black. Uh, so the Popobu describes these black and white people 
and that they basically went to find their God up in this uh, city, past Mexico City, where they found their God, uh, Quetzalcoatl, uh, or Kukulkan. And uh, my assumption is that this city is uh, Teotihuacan. And in the Book of Mormon, this city is called Bountiful. Uh, the city of Bountiful was the place where, where Christ came. Now, the descriptions between Christ and Quetzalcoatl are, are very are numerous. There are too many of them. Uh, they were both these great prophets. Uh, they had they had this, they had beards. Um, they basically did not want any human sacrifices, or at least Quetzalcoatl didn't want any human sacrifices. They they had twelve apostles. Uh, they were the sages that basically taught them the the laws of God and advocated for peace and for wisdom. And so the story of Quetzalcoatl definitely does sound a lot like the, like the story of Christ. Now, as to whether the, uh, the people from Sarahemla were uh, all purely Nephites and Lamanites, and then they went to, to Teotihuacan and, and built the city of Teotihuacan, or went to the city of Teotihuacan and was already built, I am not quite sure. But there's another aspect that I would like to talk about. In the Book, in the book of Mormon, there's a description of the narrow neck of land. Now, this narrow neck of land, geographically, it is very important because, uh, of course, the Nephites and the Lamanites are in are a constant uh, war, and the Nephites basically found this narrow neck of land that basically guided them to, to another land mass where they could uh, somehow gain reinforcements and, and weapons and resources. Now, the reinforcements probably, probably came in the form of other types of people that they could somehow recruit as mercenaries to, to keep fighting their wars. And so, that's where the Key West discovery or the Key West uh, piece of the clue kind of comes along. Because the Lamanites basically get wind of this narrow neck of land and they take it over. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there are Maya ruins beneath the sea in between Cuba and Cancun, and likely between Cuba and Key West. There used to that used to be basically a landmass. Uh, it seems that people used to walk through there, so it wasn't always covered. Uh, if the the tide was not always that high, it seems like it was lower, or something happened. There were there were always earthquakes around that region. And their uh, Merida, Merida newspaper had published a couple of articles saying that there are basically Maya ruins between Cuba and Cancun. Uh, and the, the Maya ruins basically look like the, the pyramids of the Sdisichobaltun, close to the Merida region. And so they didn't really quite look like the Pyramid of Palenque or the Pyramid of El Mirador, but they look more Babylonian in nature. And so it is, uh, it is, it is very interesting that that, 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 that that was there. So my theory is, is that Sarajembla was El Mirador, and due to the warfare that kept going on, the, the Nephites and the Lamanites went up north and they kept killing each other throughout that region and then they eventually made it all the way to Georgia where a history channel has uh, discovered that there are some Maya ruins in Georgia and so they tried to settle there, the, the Maya, and of course there was probably more warfare 
and uh, the Nephites keep trying to keep going north and north to try to way get away from the Lamanites. And so the it wouldn't surprise me that eventually the end of the Nephites ended in New York, as uh, Joseph Smith has described. And um, the, Creek in the Creek Indians have also declared that they are of Maya descendants. And so that is uh, right now my, my story. Uh, let me know what you think. I would love to know what you think. And uh, if you have any, any input as far as um, this story, I would love to hear it. Well, well, anyway, thank you very much, and uh, have a great day.